Welcome to the More Than Just Mowing podcast. I'm your host, Joel Cleaver, and this is the official podcast of Jim's Mowing. If you didn't know it, it's the world's largest gardening franchise with more than 2,000 franchisees in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. And on the podcast show, we interview franchisees, our franchisors who run the regions and manage the franchisees, and also Jim himself. So there's a lot of broad range of content, and we do encourage you, if you are researching more about Jim's Mowing, about what we do, go through those episodes. It'll give you a great sense of who we are. So without further delay, here's today's episode. So we've got a very special guest today on the Jim podcast and Jim's Mind podcast, and that's Tony Theobald. And you've been with us since 1994. So I think, as you said to me prior to this, Jim reckons you're number three from the system. So I'm going to have to check because you might, that might change. So I'm going to have to look. So you might be the longest serving Jim in history. So we're going to have to look and, and check that out for this to confirm, but it's an amazing achievement. Thank you. That should be a gold watch, um, I'm sure. <laughs> Fun the number one. I worked with you for 10 years. You gave me nothing. So good luck getting the gold watch. <laughs> so what we're doing as well, like, you know, on behalf of the Jim's group and Jim's mind, we want to present you the silver core membership, which is worth around $700, which is basically two, two free nights to any of four hotel in, in Australia overseas. And you get a 50% of dining and all this sort of stuff. So we'll get that to you after the interview as well. And that's for you and, and your partner, whoever you want to take. Um, so that's a good, a good benefit as well. But yeah, let's start with what, what you're doing prior to Jim's mind, Theo. Uh, well, uh, Prior, um, I was in uh, banking, uh, uh, foreign exchange. Um, I was in banking for quite a few years and uh, ended up in uh, Macquarie Bank in, uh, in Sydney. Wow. And uh, yeah, things changed, the industry changed, and they started letting a lot of people go. It's a very quick decision, you know, you were told to get out in about an hour's time. So, you know, um, but that's the way the, the, the market was back then. So um, after that, I, um, I started studying uh, horticulture at the... Uh, Ride TAFE, which is probably renowned for its um, horticultural courses. And I did that over about four years. And uh, I've always been a keen gardener. So uh, here I am. I uh, decided to take on a gyms and uh, I've started, been doing it ever since. Can you tell people what was the training like back then? The training would obviously be a lot different to what it is now. So where was the training and, and how did that come about? Uh, the, the training was going, picking up, I, I bought a, uh, existing run, uh, which was, uh, Terrigal and surrounding areas on the central coast. And, uh, there was no training. Um, so it was, um, there's your gear and, and go to it. Probably I shouldn't let Jim know that one, but no, I never have had any, um, training. So it's always been, uh, on the job. But you had the four years of horticulture, which is a, which is a very, very good, the, the course as yeah. well. Yeah. Very good start. So. In your submission, um, you know, you mentioned a couple of things about customer service. So do you want to talk to people about what's your customer service values in your business and, and, and how, how have you been, like to be in business for more than 10 years is a massive achievement. It's a really small percentage of people who stay in business for longer than 10 years. You've been in more than 20, whatever years it is. So how have you managed to stay in business for so long? Well, even in the, the banking industry, uh, in the very, very early days, it was um, always over the counter, whether you're a teller or on the, you know, the inquiries desk, whatever. But, you know, I mean, you had to keep smiling. And um, and I think the same has gone into gyms. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll take on any job, but I still, you know, expect uh, to get the same um, feedback from the client. So if the client, you know, doesn't come across the best, well, you know, it's going to be a short relationship. I'll put it that way. Uh, I, I do try to do my utmost to, you know, look after them the clients and, and see what the needs are. Sometimes you're not even looking at, you know, when somebody, you know, pulls you in and, you know, says, you know, can you mow my lawn? You might talk about their garden. You might talk about the car in the driveway. You might talk about anything else. You know, you've got a bit of rapport with the client. And uh, I think that's important, you know, going on. They find out 
who you are and you find out who they are and what their special needs are. Um, you know, I've had doctors, you know, that don't want to get their hands dirty and don't even know what a hammer looks like. And, and those want somebody to keep it, you know, nice and tidy for the kids and the wife. And, and uh, um, you've got to build that rapport, I suppose, is what I want to say. And even though it's called Jim's Bowling, saying, what services do you do for in, in your business? Can you just describe for people all the different services over the years you've done for people? Well, I've uh, painted uh, houses on the inside. I've done paving work, small garden design. I won't take on anything too huge. So, you know, I need to get you know backhoes in for. You've got to be a bit of a hands-on, but also know your limitations. You know, you're not going to be a plumber or an electrician um, uh, for them. Variety of jobs. I never, you know, a lot of um, uh, gurning, you know, elderly customers. You know, you want to make sure their their pathways aren't slippery. You want to keep them as a customer for a few years. And I, I think I've said this before to different people is that if you if you enjoy what you're doing around your own house, and you walk out on the weekend and say, oh, you know, the windows need to clean, or the driveway's dirty, or there's a lot of leaves around, and we got you know the rallies coming on Sunday. It's those those jobs you want to you know make sure a house you know not only the, the lawn you want to see presented, you want to see you know the house present as a whole nicely. So you've got to have be a bit house proud, I suppose. Now in your in your time um, doing it for so long, um, you know how. Did you ever get, like, with Jimmy's, you can obviously expand your business or, or shrink it and all that sort of stuff. So did you ever, at, well, how big was your business at its biggest point? Biggest point, probably running uh, 140, 150 clients. Um, I have sold on twice and tried to minimize the business. And uh, at one stage, I had two employees. I've gone down to one. In fact, I've gone down to, to none in the last few weeks. And I'm quite happy with that over the winter. And I've had employees, uh, one for seven years, one for eight years, and uh, I'm still on good terms with them all. So obviously I've been doing something right and coming across as leading them. What One has his own garden business now. So I've built respect for them as well. But I, I've never really been one. I'm, a, I'm probably a gardener, not a business person, or maybe I don't realise I'm a business person, but I do like my gardens. If I go back through history... My grandfather uh, showed flowers at the Chelsea Flower Show in England. My father grew up in a in a house just after the war when they sent out to New Zealand that used to win the um, the garden shows in Christchurch, New Zealand. And I was shortlisted a few years ago for the the garden show in uh, in Garden Colt in Gosford. So, really, uh, don't allow that. Yeah. So tell us a bit. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that then, Theo, because that, that's great to hear. Um, let's let's because I love I love hearing this because um you know obviously with people just think like the mowing guy he just mows and that's it no doesn't know anything right about horticulture or anything which is not true so let's yeah. talk about did you just tell us about the Gosford show and what you presented and that what went into that um, well um, I I used to and I still do look after a garden and uh, they used to win uh, about every second year and uh, I maintain part of their garden they very hands on themselves but I give them a hand. And uh, I was asked why I wanted uh, to show my garden. So uh, it was uh, shown and photographed and uh, it presented well. As I said, I, I, I can garden all week for other people and come home and dig my own. So obviously there's you know, something there. I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know. But, um, but um, uh, it presented really well. And uh, I came in at the top three whole gardens because you could do sections you could show off um, a little area or the whole garden i didn't win but i run the garden won well i was never going to win against that i mean and there was a lot of well, controversy after the 
the fact, I suppose, that you know some gardens weren't looked at in a, as favourable light as they could have been. Um, so I went to a little old lady in another suburb that was obviously spent every second in her garden. But anyway, that's a long story, so I better not go there, otherwise I get upset. Yeah, so it, I felt quite chuffed that, um, uh, you know, it was mentioned. And uh, I don't use it as a selling point to other people, but when I go into somebody's yard and I see that they're keen and, and there's so many ideas present just to make a place look more respectable with sometimes a little effort. So, uh, as I said, I'm not a, a landscape uh, landscaper where I can bring in heavy machinery and, and, and make big changes, but you can do a little bit in the garden and make a huge difference. And, and uh, probably my days um you got me on a roll now probably my days is um banking it was the same bit of paper coming back every morning and you get rid of it by the end of the day and you're back there in the morning this kind of job is different every day and it's instant kind of gratification for yourself and for the client you know when the lawn's made nicely yeah it's and it's lovely to be thanked i do get thanked often for the job i do yeah you get multiple, depending on how many jobs you do every day you get a, a job satisfaction from start to finish where a lot of other jobs you don't get that satisfaction at all exactly Exactly. Yeah. Now, in your garden at home, Abby John, what plants do you have or what was your concept with your garden? Uh, there was no real plan in the early days. When I studied horticulture, um, you, you end up looking at a lot of plants. And I thought I liked that. So I had to put one of those in the garden. So you made a, a space for it, you know, depending on you know where the plant is suited to be. And so um, not really, but it's more of a botanical garden. There's a lot of different plants in there. And I do like my exotics. I don't like my natives as much, but I am starting to change a bit. But, you know, climate change and drought tolerant. But a lot of the, the plants I garden, uh, you know, whether it's camellias, azaleas or hydrangeas or whatever, have come from uh, different parts of the world, not from Australia. And when you do that in a garden and you, you prune them or hack them or try to grow in different spots, it does give you confidence when you go into somebody else's garden and say, this will grow there. So you've already got your testing ground at home almost, then you've just tested it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you might have to send us a photo of your garden, I reckon, or you've got that photo from back then. You'll have to send it to us. It's going to be great to share a bit of history of that online. With your skills would be awesome to share to demonstrate to customers. I'd love to use it actually in advertising, to be honest. So um, yeah. if you can email, your, if you're comfortable with that, if you email your photo of, of that, it'd be awesome to use. Yeah, okay, give me a couple of days. I'll just mow the lawn. <laughs> no worries. Now, in, in your area, what type of plants or what sort of uh, varieties do you recommend to customers or do you find yourself um, planting more than others? Um, most of them are established gardens, of course, so you, you try to suit them with their plan. Um, and I think I think it's whatever suits. Um, I, I'm, like last weekend, I, I went out to uh, and looked at two nurseries to see what was selling and, and what was being, being put to to people so you've got to do a little bit of that as well and um, see what the the popular plants are and uh you know a while ago it used to be agaves everybody wanted to have an agave in their lawn uh, in their gardens and and uh and now they're going a little bit out of favor and uh i think we're moving more towards natives and uh easy care gardens and a lot of people also wanted to have native gardens because they felt they were very easy care there's nothing easy to care about a native garden. And uh, I try to tell people that if that's out in the bush, it's getting chewed, you know, chewed by, you know, possums or whatever um, every day. And that's where they look good out in the, you know, the bush. But in your yard, you can't just put them in and forget them. So it's, it's a hard question to answer because I think every garden's a, a lot different. I, I And the thing that is happening too is gardens have become a lot more special because I live on a uh, quarter acre block and now a big block might be. 450, 500. 
square. So, so garden has to be a lot, lot more special. Um, and it has been maybe just one special plant, whether it's a flowering gum or prize camellia, remember when you pass, whatever, but, um, difficult to answer. So, um, I, I think you've got to be prepared to, to know a lot. It's a said about your customer or a lot about plants in some way. But um, as I said, we're more than more mowers. And I think if you want to be successful in this business and enjoy this business, you know, you, you've got to enjoy the great outdoors. Yeah, and it gives you a big challenge, right? If you just want to just mow lawns all day after a while, I'm sure it's going to get teased. But with your, what you're saying is every, you don't know what day is going to bring. You could have a complete garden makeover or you could be advising to someone what plants to use or you might do some edging or whatever it is so having that variety it keeps you it would keep you know, enjoying the job exactly and be able to have the chat and and to speak to customers whether it's about you know current affairs or the garden or um, um what's happening in the local community uh, yeah you've you become an all-rounder and I, I i have seen that change myself you know you're, everybody seems to be very specialised in their own jobs and lives at the moment. And, uh, yeah, so you don't have a, a kind of real rounded knowledge, you know, um, on big, listening to the ABC on the radio in between jobs. So you find out what people are talking about. Yeah, no, it's a really good point. I was speaking to a guy yesterday who's been with us for 14 years and he's had customers for 14 years from his start. And he said it's more about the chat almost sometimes than it is about the actual doing the job for him. So it's more about the relationship and, they, you know, they'd, you know, they consider, consider some of his clients friends and he knows that they're, they're each other's families and all that sort of stuff. And it's more of that holistic service approach, not just the, obviously providing a great service, but it's more about that other stuff, which is important to people as well. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's very much. I mean, he's, as I do, I think as he does, because you've, you've got to be able to do that. You've, you know, you're not, you're not there to, well, you are there to sell service, but you know, you've got to do it discreetly. You know, you, you've got to make it just a, a side issue to, to the rest of what's going on in their life or your life. So yeah, I do agree. And how's the business, like you've been in for the business for so long, like have you seen it develop or has it been for you overall, like in terms of the career, like how have you found everything? Yeah, I, I, I must have been early days. I was a bit tight, but then again, um, back then I, and I had two young kiddies when I first started. I think my daughter was only about, probably only about two years old, two and a half. Um, and of course, it's always struggle street back then. You know, you're trying to you know, feed a family, whatever. And uh, But it's progressed. I wouldn't say I'm a, a multimillionaire. I wouldn't say I'm a millionaire. I said probably for house prices. But, um, <laughs> but I'm happy where I am. Uh, as I said, I'm more of a gardener than a, uh, a savvy business person. I'm just happy cruising uh, through this. I might have cruised a little bit too too much sometimes, but I unfortunately, or fortunately, I just enjoy what I do. Uh, that's great. Though. But the thing is, you, you enjoy, you're doing something you like doing, and you can make money whilst doing it, whilst supporting a family, you know, and having a lifestyle where you can, if you need to take the school and all that sort of stuff, which is a fantastic thing. Not many people get that opportunity, so it's a great thing to hear. That's right, and uh, I've got some good friends, and, and what I I sail with, and, and we were having a conversation on the other day, and he said that he's just retired, but he said I used to get home from work about seven thirty, eight o'clock at night, and I never saw my kids grow up. And I said, well, I used to watch cartoons, you know, in the afternoon, but you know, and and so yeah, it's that balance, you know, uh, you've got to have that, you know, that, that life balance, is, you know, people keep telling us so. Yeah, it's a big trade-off, you know, when we do these interviews, it's the same thing. We we get those people who have that situation where they're not getting home to 8 or 7.30 at night and, you know, they're sick of it and then they make the change from getting out from behind the desk to what you're doing and then within a year you just see their mental health and they're just smiling and they're, they're a lot happier and they don't... The money, even though the money is good for them, it's not the, 
the main thing. It's the, it's the family stuff and it's the um, being appreciated, I guess, is more of the word as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now how's, the, how's, how's your support and stuff been over the years? I don't know. I don't know how you try to call the code now monthly. Like, I don't know what advice they could provide you. But um, <laughs> how's the support been over the years and stuff? Is it? Um, yeah, yeah, very much in the latter years. Um, since uh, I, Paul King uh, took over the, up here uh, a few years back now, um, yeah, I, you know, unfortunately, I've been old enough to see a lot of changes. And uh, in the early days, it, it, it was not good. But the business has developed a hell of a lot since then. So let's say in the last, um, sorry, Paul, I think how long you've been on there now. Let's say the last 10 plus years, um, uh, his technical support and, uh, and keeping up with us has been brilliant. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't fault him. He's always been there uh, and he asks me different questions about what I think I should be doing or what a group, you know, what input I can give to the group. Uh, so we have some good chats. And uh, I, I think the way it's been run, you know, I've never seen the setup down in Melbourne. Um, I think the way it's been run down there, um, I can't fault it. it it's, it's a huge business to now, you know, what it used to be. I used to go to our local meeting was the, uh, um, the outskirts of Sydney. So it used to be two hours travel to get there in an evening. Oh. Things have changed uh, uh, a hell of a lot. Um, and um, I think technology um, has been a big boost there as well. As I said, it was my first Zoom meeting. So uh, it took me a little while to work out what I was going to do. But um, I'm here now. Yeah, no, look, but if you ever come to Melbourne, please come to um, head office to meet Jim. If you ever came to Melbourne, please please come to meet Jim and we'd love to do, um, you know, give you some things as well. I can get, get you some things. I'd love to get Jim to talk to you and stuff. And I reckon it'd be great just to have someone who's number three or two on our system or it's an amazing yeah. achievement. So it'd be awesome. If you're ever down in Melbourne, please come and you, you'll be able to stay at the complex for free and stuff and all that sort of stuff. So if you ever want to come down, please let us know and we can arrange it for you. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you. And um, yeah, so just let's talk about your equipment then. So over the years, you would have gone through many equipment. All the mowing guys love hearing about what other people use. So um, what what equipment do you use in your business or what do you recommend? Well, if we're going to you know, go down nitty gritties, um, I'm still one of the old school. I love my, my Honda brush cutters. Because um, they've got more control over the speed and, and of you know how many windows I'm going to break. And uh, we're now using the Toro mowers up here. I I think they're okay, but I'm, I've still got a Honda Mowers as well, uh, all self propelled. That's the high uh, HRU, the big, big yeah, the thing, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's a brilliant mower, uh, a bit slower than the Toro, but uh, it's a, I think it does a better cut than the Toro. So sometimes you've got to slow down speed on the Toro to make it um, same cut. So it, it's horses for courses. Uh, I am just now moving over to electric gear as far as hedge trimmers and, and small electric saws. And electric chainsaw, I've just bought some kind of combination setup. So I'm just moving there. I don't think the reliability of some of the um, machinery is as good as it gets. I mean, we've, there's very little, there's, there's more commercial range available now, but none of it's just store domestic equipment we're using and uh, adapting it for commercial use. But a good pair of circuits here, you've got to have a good pair of circuits here, so keep it sharp. So maintenance and you know, changing oil on your machinery, you, you just got to do that regularly. You can't let go, otherwise you're wasting money. Yeah, I'll, I'll try anything, but uh, my equipment, I think the very, very first time I went out, um, I was using a Honda Honda gear, and, and I probably haven't moved too far from that. Probably building a rapport with your, your mower shops too does help. So um, technical advice and... and uh, quick fixes so you've, you've got to go in there and and, and um, have a chat with them as well absolutely now the honda is very popular for a reason it's, it's great quality stuff and 
But one question before I let you go and get on with your day is, um, yeah, what advice would you have for someone, you know, from your experience looking to get into the gym's mowing or into the business in general? Um, what advice would you have for them? If they're thinking about it, well, they've obviously thought about it a bit, but um, already, but they've got to go out and they've, they've got to give it a go. They've got to realise that the business is, to an extent, what they make it. So they've, they've got to be prepared to, to do the hard yak in the early years. Um, sure, the buying, uh, even if the buying uh, business is dead running, so, you know, they're, they're buying mine, they could still mess it up, you know, in a, in a few months um, if they didn't go with the right attitude. So you, you've got to go in pretty open and you can be working hard and it, it might well be different, you know, if you're coming for an office job, then it's going to be, you know, downside different. But you, you're going to see the rewards, whether it's being fully fitter, becoming a, an all-rounder. So uh, in my case, the lovely wife doesn't want bookkeeping. Um, so you've got to make sure you're pretty well set up. I'll be prepared to change the way you work or the, the tires you work or hopping out of bed a bit earlier than you, you might have done for the office job. You know, mm. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be quite able to give anybody um, advice. and and But, you know, it depends how they, they take that advice. They've got to have it in themselves. And, and I know a lot of people... I cannot tell you how who is on the central coast at the moment, but from about four, five people, they can chop and change so much. You know, they might look at me as the old guy there, but um, uh, but so many, so many people just uh, aim, come and go very, very quickly. And well, they, they could be just throwing the money out the window. You see, you're going to need to do set yourselves a ute rather than the you know the the, the family sedan, or uh, just going to make some big changes to your lifestyle and if you if you've had the right advice maybe for a franchise or from other franchisees in the area that's just so valuable absolutely so what we'll do is i'll let you get on with your day but first i just want to say you know thank you on behalf of the gyms group um i know it's not a gold watch but it's a silver record membership <laughs> and i um, mean you know, it's a couple of a couple of free nights to any hotel there's a lot of discounts and stuff with the restaurants i'm sure there's a lot of nice areas you can use that service on behalf of us and yeah, thank you for being a part of the brand um, for so long. It's it's great. To, it's going to be great to share your story online, and I'd love to share the photo of your garden as well. So it'd be great if you got that photo. We can share and use for some advertising to promote the gardening services. And um, yeah, no, really, really fantastic. I'm happy to meet, have met you. And if you ever want to come down to Melbourne, we will pay for you to stay at the complex. If you want to come during a training week, we'd love you to talk to the people there as well and stuff. So the offer's always there. If you're ever down our way, please make sure um, you let us know and we'll put up. Thank you. I'll, I'll mention the wife and we'll be down there tomorrow. <laughs> no, you don't want to come now. It's too cold, mate. Stay where you are. <laughs> nice. Thank, thank, thank you very much. Thanks, Tony. Nice. See you, mate. Thank you for listening to the episode of the More Than Just Mowing podcast by Jim's Mowing. If you do need help with your local gardening expert, please give us a call at 131546 for Australia, 0800 454 654 for New Zealand, or head to jimsmowing.com.au or jimsmowing.co.nz. If you liked what you heard, please make sure you leave us a review as well, wherever you consume your podcast. We appreciate your support. And until next episode, we hope you have a great week.